This week, on a very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer, we are talking about unconventional action heroes. Hello and welcome to a very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. Surprisingly, I'm still John Rooney. And tonight we're also joined by a very special guest, Caitlin Taylor. Everyone say hello to Caitlin! Hello to Caitlin! Hello, Caitlin. Hi, guys. (laughs) Today we're going to be talking uh, in advance of next week's podcast where we discuss The Mummy, starring Brendan Fraser, who is definitely an unconventional action lead. We're talking about our favorite unconventional action heroes. You guys ready for this? Now break it down. All right, I'm going to start counting out dollar bills to send to whoever that band was. I think it was just Space Jam. The movie Space Jam just got together and birthed this song. Y'all ready for this? Patrick, who's your favorite unconventional action lead? You know, part of me wants to go for with Kevin James for Paul Blart Mall Cop. You're a monster. <laughs> Can I tell you real quick, just before you go any further, yeah. my favorite piece of bathroom graffiti ever <laughs> yeah. was I, like I was at uh, G-Man Tavern here in Chicago, and in the bathroom, somebody wrote Paul Blart Mall Cop on the wall. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then somebody changed it to say Paul Blart Smallcock. <laughs> and that to me was the funniest thing in the world because it was three in the clock in the morning and I was super drunk. What I love is the first person didn't even have an opinion. No. <laughs> it was like, just like Paul Blart Mallcop. It was probably Kevin James. He was probably hanging out. And that was his grassroots marketing campaign. What's <laughs> this Paul Blart Mallcop movie I keep hearing about in men's restrooms? I don't know, but he's got a small cock. Patrick, who is your unconventional action lead? I'm going to go with actual. William Shatner from the Star Trek movies. Something about a balding, fattening, corset needing, hairpiece needing uh, ship captain is just a little bit the epitome of maybe this guy shouldn't be here. Well, and he's a ship captain, a commander, and he does a lot of unarmed combat. A lot. Yeah, for, for a guy who basically runs his own ship and is the boss of everybody, he is way too eager to get right yeah. in the middle of shit <laughs> yeah. and start throwing punches. <laughs> if if I'm if I'm Kirk, I'm just going, you, red shirts, punch people for me. <laughs> no, it's because if you want something done right, Mark, you yeah. gotta do it yourself. He is just terrible at delegating responsibilities. <laughs> yeah, no. He really He's is. He's really terrible at delegating karate chops. <laughs> Yeah, the way he karate chopped yeah. V'ger was great. <laughs> he just fucking hoards those karate chops. <laughs> John, let me hear your uh, your favorite uh, uh, unconventional action hero. Uh, it's got to be Nick Cage. Oh, yeah. Because uh, whatever that man is doing, he is doing to the hilt. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. Like, and he can he can somehow occupy the same space in my mind of like award winning Academy Award winning uh, dramatic actor. Right, leaving uh, Las Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas is great. Uh, I think adaptation for all of its problems. That performance is amazing, and he does two different 
and distinct yep. performances Don't in that movie. Don't forget Moonstruck. Moonstruck is a delight as well. Uh, and then he drives angry. Yeah. And he <laughs> ghost rides. And He's it is crazy. just... It's insane. And it... I don't know if he makes choices as much as he is living his life like a role-playing game and just whatever the dice say, that's the volume. One die is for the volume of his voice. The other <laughs> die is for the speed of his words. Because <laughs> sometimes he's, he's not just like loud, fast. He's loud, slow, soft, fast, loud, fast. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, it's really interesting because like there was a time early on in Nick Cage's career, you know, he does... Raising Arizona and Moonstruck and Peggy Sue got married. And he's doing like smaller, you know, lower budget like comedies and dramas. And then all of a sudden in the mid 90s, it was just like The Rock and Con Air came out. And he was like ripped and just like a a crazy action star came out of nowhere. I think what happened is he did Vampire's Kiss. Nobody ever told him no. And he's like, well, I can do anything I want now. And I will. Well, he had that he had that that big three like action movie block that like Con Air face off the rock. Yeah, where, don't you forget Snake Eyes? Oh, and Snake Eyes isn't an. Don't action you movie. forget it, Mark? It's not an action movie. It is a uh, a trashy noir film, if anything. It's kind of a great trashy. It's noir so film. good, yeah. yeah. But it's just like even even him uh, uh, devoid of all that. Just looking at a picture of Nicolas Cage, just thin as a rail, absolutely no threat to anyone. <laughs> not. Yeah. Not necessarily balding hair, but certainly not enough hair. It's thinning hair. Yeah. 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 To me, I will say this. He has my favorite, like, shitty kill line in any movie, and it's in The Rock. And it's oh, when... I think I know what this is. It's the very, very end of the movie, and he's like, him and Connery have split up, and he's got this guy, like, uh, this guy's about to kill him. Candyman. And, and yeah, Candyman, yeah. yeah. Um, he, he notices there's like a... A missile next to him, and then he sees it. He turns to the guy and he goes, uh, uh, "Have you have you ever seen? Uh, have, have you, you ever, ever heard the, the song? The, the, the Elton Elton John song, uh, uh, Rocket Rocket Man." <laughs> and the guy responds with, "You know, I don't listen to that pussy shit." <laughs> he goes, "Oh, oh, well, that's that's interesting because 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 it's you." You're the rocket man. <laughs> and just... then it takes for it takes that long. It's like five minutes for him to do this whole big spiel, and then he shoots a rocket into a guy's chest, and that's not what kills him. He falls off the rocket halfway through the ocean and lands on an ocean spike yeah. and dies. And that's what gets him. Yeah, well, and, ocean yeah, yeah I just I love that. And it, it sounds insane, but coming from the 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 wonder that is Nicolas Cage, it all makes perfect sense. Right, context. exactly, yeah. He came to a fork in the road. To the left was becoming Paul Giamatti. <laughs> to the right was becoming Bruce Willis. And he took the road less traveled. <laughs> Caitlin, your favorite unconventional action star. Um, well, that would be have to be John Cusack. Um, mostly because he, he brings his high-fidelity character just into the world where he is now a sniper. Um, like, he just continues to play that, you know, dysfunctional 30-something character. Just he now knows how to shoot a gun. So, we, yeah. you know, we can't... Um, we can't You're talking about gross point blank. Uh, yes, gross point right. blank. Yeah, so he takes he takes his, like... His thirty-something character from High Fidelity comes into Gross Point Blank. He's now this this undercover action person, and um and and he just continues to and it's it's just very he seems always surprised by like when he has, <laughs> has to do action things like he even though like he has guns on him and he knows how to use them he seems like 
always very shocked by like the moment when he has to use yeah. them, even when he's using them well. And then we take it one step further when he goes into War Inc. And then it just becomes like a Christopher Durang esque absurdity in the level of um, of violence that happens in that movie, and how shocked. He is. Right. <laughs> and having to do violence. Well, and so, I, uh, way to theater it up by bringing Christopher <laughs> Durain. Yeah. You brought a theater director into your podcast. No, no, I know. I'm just podcast. saying. Like, I don't know what you want I don't, I don't know if there's a lot of, like, uh, uh, hangout, mm. like, discussion podcasts where you're like, guys, I don't know if you've really thought about this, but uh, the John Cusack movie war is a very much like <laughs> the uh, Christopher Durang. It's a Durangian uh, work, yeah, if ever Durangian. there was one. Uh, yeah, so it reminds me uh, of uh, Sister Mary Gathering. Listen, if, if, any, if any one of you can slip in a reference to Ionescu, I'm pretty sure that all the kids at Northeastern Illinois can get extra credit for this. <laughs> I, I will say this, though, about your, your choice. Specifically, Gross Point Blank definitely gets double points for not only John Cusack, but also when he has a gunfight with Dan Aykroyd. Right, yeah. Old, fat, bald Dan right, Aykroyd. Right, right. <laughs> like, it is the most absurd gunfight you have ever seen in right. cinema. And my my personal favorite, I have to say. It's like, a good it's one. Great. And I will say this, as unconventional of an action lead as John Cusack is, he is believable as an yeah, assassin yeah, in that yeah, movie. Totally. He handles the guns well, he handles the action really well. Like, he does a really good job. He so looks... This, he's, he's this often, tall, lanky, sarcastic piece of shit, and he's depressed, <laughs> and he's just a sad sack dummy, but he's really good at what he does. Well, he's kind of closer to not to bring more theater references into this, but he is more a realistic spy than than, than like a theatricalized one. He is he is a closer action hero in that I believe that he could manipulate his way into a situation because he seems so relaxed and normal rather than like Arnold Schwarzenegger. How did he get into this situation? <laughs> I like that you gave up on pronouncing his name correctly. <laughs> It's very late. I don't know what you want from me. But he's, like, believable in his, like, oh, I'm just a guy, but also I have this gun and you're dead now. Sure, yeah. And he looks looks real good in his uh, hitman suit with matching black gloves. Yeah, Yeah. and his black on black on black. Yeah. Uh, My favorite unconventional action hero, and this is kind of a, this is a real deep cut. Uh, His name is Dan Stevens. And if you know him, you know him from uh, his time on Downton Abbey. He was a, a British actor on Downton Abbey. Okay. But he, he made a movie called The Guest. And The Guest is like a throwback, like, 80s, like, very John Carpentery movie. Lots of synth music and everything. It's a very slow burn. But the second half of this movie, he plays this uh, Iraq war veteran who comes back and ingratiates himself in this family to protect them but he's slowly going nuts, and you find... He's basically like a Jason Bourne type, right? right mm-hmm. And uh, he is so good in this movie. And, like, I regret picking this now, of course, because <laughs> nobody else has seen it. No. Uh, but it's such a great movie, uh, and he's so good in it. And and especially because, like, before that, he's on Downton Abbey, right? Yeah. So it's like period piece, upstairs, downstairs. Mother, the servants are doing this thing. I've never seen it. <laughs> I don't know what Downton Abbey is. Oh, they are very concerned yeah. about the servants and the things that they are doing. Yeah. I know there's that people in... a pretty accurate representation well, of Downton Abbey. I know there's people in suits and dresses, and there's people in lesser suits and dresses. Uh, at they one are. point, the Titanic goes down. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Very good. I will say, honorable mention, I want to give to Matt Damon. 
for the Bourne sure. movies. Sure, yeah, yeah. Sure. Because like before that, he was just kind of you know, Goodwill Hunting Good and you know stuff like that. And then out of nowhere, he's just like murdering guys with bare hands. Yeah, yeah. And it was that in the uh, talented Mr. Ripley? Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Was that an action movie? No, yeah. no. But it is where Matt Damon started murdering. people. It's where he got a taste yeah. for yeah. blood. Exactly. That yeah. sexy Jude Law blood, and then he just kept <laughs> killing people. <laughs> Never was able to achieve that first high again, though. <laughs> all right, well, we've gotten through all of our unconventional action heroes. A couple other honorable mentions. Bruce Willis. Yeah, sure, yeah, uh, yeah. We talked about a guy who started as the, the dude from Seagram's ads. Yeah. And oh Moonlighting, God. playing second fiddle to Sybil Shepard. Shepard. Oh, but seriously, do yourself a favor, America. YouTube any Bruce Willis Seagram's Man, wine yeah. cooler ads. You will see the best white suit uh, slow yeah. jazz moves. It's, it's the like, genesis it's, of Bruno. It's like, <laughs> it really it's is. like Joe Camel came to life. Yeah. <laughs> and was just as cool as he had yeah, always right. been. And then was attacked by muted genetic ooze and turned into a human being. <laughs> you uh, know, I'd give honorable mention to uh, Chris Pratt, too. Chris Pratt, yeah, that's a great choice for Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. Jurassic World. Like, he's fat Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec, yeah. the silly, like, borderline handicapped human being. Yeah. Uh, and now he plays, like, he's a legit action well, yeah, star. Yeah, like, he beefed yeah. up for, what was it, uh, Zero Dark Thirty, where he was playing a, yes, a Yeah, Marine? and Zero Dark Thirty yeah. as well, yeah. And he's great. Yeah, he's a fantastic actor, and, like, yeah, that's another great honorable mention. Uh, Chris Pratt, Bruce Willis, uh, Keanu Reeves. Was Ted in Bill and Ted <laughs> and the shitty boyfriend from Parenthood. <laughs> and then all of a sudden was in Speed and All the Matrices and John Wick. Yeah? Yeah, Matrices. That's okay. what you call that's, Matrix when there's more than one. Okay. That's true. That's, that's absolutely true. Seems correct. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's really cool. Ben Affleck is another one. Some of all fears. Oh, yeah. Like, again. Batman. Batman. Uh, sure, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't either. I've heard nothing but terrible things. Of course. And it looks awful. It does. And on that note, we will move on. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for visiting us with uh, here tonight on this mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I am Mark Rosenthal. I am Patrick Bromley. Despite my best efforts, I'm still John Rooney. And once again, joining us for this very special podcast, Chicago Theater Director, Caitlin Taylor. Say hello, Caitlin! Hello? And now say goodbye, Caitlin! <laughs> goodbye? We did it! <laughs> Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, John Rooney, and Mark Rosenthal. Thanks to our special guest, Caitlin Taylor. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and now Stitcher Radio. There's three ways to get your body counts and beer on. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, and email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com. And please let us know how we're doing, what you like, what you didn't like. If you want to send us chicken, what kind of chicken? Broiled chicken? Fried chicken? Baked chicken? Butter poached chicken? Olive oil poached chicken? Tandoori chicken? Chicken tikka masala, any kind of chicken, please let us know. Also, if you want us to watch a specific movie or not. Goodbye. <laughs>